how exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People. Race every week. Different everyday people talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate. It'll heal ya. Then, at noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view. Talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10... It's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also the IC Podcast. That's the Imprint City Podcast. Coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm New shows. You can have one too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm To find out more details. Check us out at mutinyradio.fm. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I can hear me now. Alright, cool. Muni Radio, how are we doing on this Friday? Amazing. I'm doing well myself. We're doing the happy hour here at Mutiny from 6 to 8 o'clock every Friday. It's for the people on the for their ears. I know these comics look at me like I'm half retarded, like they don't know where we're at. But uh do this every Friday. My name is Mark Neuer. I'll be your host tonight. We have a rotating list of hosts um, based on who is the least uh, popular in real life. Uh, just whoever has time. So that's us. Uh, for the comics in the room, you're going to get, um, I don't know how much time. I think, what is it, five? I'll give you, I'll give you four or five. 
Uh, and if you're if you're killing, you'll get five. So uh, it's a two dollar donation. We are taking blowjobs tonight. Um, that's a new policy I just wrote in because I'm the host. The time I, last time I came here, Warhol was the host. He wrote in his own policy where Max Eddie got to bump me, and that was cool. So I was like, well, if we're just writing policies now, I'm going to get blowjobs um, for... I forget what it was for, but anything, really. I just That's the new policy. There's a water bottle here. I don't know if we're claiming water bottles. This is a blue, nice blue uh, pop cap water bottle here. It looks used. I think that brings the market value up a little bit. I don't know what you're into, um, but it is sealed and openable and resealable. God, I love this fucking song. Do you guys like Metallica? This was the first band that my mother uh, programmed into my brain as, as good music. Also, the song, thing, uh, it's finally Friday. It's a country song. I don't know if you're familiar. Can you cue that for the next person who comes up? It's finally Friday. A little bit. Is it too loud? I just like hearing my own voice. Yeah. Oh, it's a sweet song. This song uh, I have not had sex to, but I have masturbated uh, to. Yeah, dude. Do you know that also Pink was one of my first like favorite artists? Pink. No, yeah. Pink's always been dope. I hear people get on Eminem like he used her in like three albums in a row on, uh, on different songs. I was like, it's because Pink is sick. I don't, I don't. Are you fucking kidding me? Pink is absolutely dope. Hunter may not agree, but I don't really care. And she's she's really she's wicked. My first CD player was actually a portable DVD player that you take on like trips and you could like strap it on the back of your the passenger seat while you're in the back seat. I would listen to, to CDs that I would burn of just Pink, Nickelback, and Metallica. And you know how long it took me to find all three of those bands? Until seventh grade. I swear to God. Before music, I was eating salads with extra croutons, watching Lewis Black on YouTube. I swear to God, that was my life. I'm recently single. It happened, thank you. It happens all the time. It's a, it's a, it's like a weekly thing. We break up. I get some pussy. She gets some pussy. We make up, and everything's fine. It's like the greatest. We should, we really should try like a, like twice a week kind of thing. It might be. I think it's healthy. I did a lot of drugs as a kid, and not to like pop them and get high. Like, like I'm talking like nine years old like it wasn't like I was getting high on pharmaceuticals you know that that came way later that that was just lubing my brain up for what was to come they gave me like Adderall for my hyperactiveness they gave me meth for my hyperactiveness that was their that was their answer it was like oh he's super hyper let's give him some stimulants and a pill that'll work Antidepressants, nine, year, nine years old antidepressants, really? You ever think I just fucking, I don't know, didn't get a brownie today and that kind of upsets me? I'm nine years old. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot to make a nine year old happy. That sounds sexual. Probably with how I'm holding this. But you gotta think. I would uh, give me some extra video game time. Who gives a fuck? 
give me antidepressants. So for a long time, I've been on a lot of drugs. So like, I mean, this is like prehistoric at this point, like nine years old, drugs every morning. It's crazy. Do you know that it's actually, uh, they, they just now, thank you, Trump, they, uh, they just made it to where you are required to know the lowest um, priced pharmaceuticals that you, can, that you can get instead of getting raped for the most expensive uh, name brands. So we're just, we're giving, paying a homage to Trump right now. Welcome. Um, there's no punchlines. I just want to talk. I just want to get that off my chest. Um, cause I hate my life. This song is amazing. I'm just kind of reminiscing at this point about my childhood drugs and Metallica and Pink and Nickelback. Nickelback gets a lot of shit, but everyone used to love Nickelback. You're a little, you're a little old. You're pretty old. So I don't know. You might have like remembered when Nickelback was like quarterback or something you know like that you probably remember when they were before that they were like they were trying to grunge thing like you were is it <laughs> they used to be good and then cobain came and fucking gentrified music and then nickelback happened why couldn't he kill himself sooner Do you know the statistics on how, like, how successful people are with blowing their fucking brains out with a shotgun? It's actually really low. Typically, they maim themselves, and they're actually just going to live really fucked up for a long time. So he broke a lot of odds in his life. He really broke a lot. Of, he really like, stood out in a lot of ways, like his ability to actually kill himself with a shotgun in his mouth. Because it's just like when you watch uh, Full Metal Jacket, the dude blows his fucking brains out. Realistically, it probably wouldn't have worked. And it's just a matter of fact. So... Cobain is really talented, is what I'm trying to say. He's like really a talented guy. I'm so glad this is recorded. Because like, there's a lot of pressure that comes on with, when you like actually press the record button on a phone. I don't give a fuck right now. At all. There you go. So that's the beauty of being a host that does the most for his, his audience here of comics. I sit here and I shit my pants for you while the rest of the comics fill, fill in. So you get a full audience until you all go away. You guys ready for your first comic? I know you are, you've been sitting here so patiently. Oh, before I forget, this. Cool, first comic. <laughs> Tashar, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. Guys, uh, please vote no on C because the C levels are rising and the fishes are going away. Uh, so just wanted to make my political statement of the day. As you can see, I'm half and half. Uh, mom's from India. Dad's pretty lazy. So I do the lazy head shake. Doctor says, hey, have you exercised lately? And I say, mm, I'm going to take my time to answer that question. Um, yeah, and recently went to a yoga class where a yoga teacher was yogi explaining me the meaning of the word namaste. So she closes her eyes and says, uh, let's uh, fold our hands. The meaning of the word namaste 
is that we are all connected and the light in me bows to the light in you and I'm thinking I think you're really overreacting to this situation here like you're reading too much into it you're you're expecting too much of you know Indian people like what are you what do you expect we're going around talking to each other saying hey man we're all connected hey we're connected we're con no I mean they would send you to jail for that kind of stuff um, <laughs> thank you for your feedback tonight um, so I, I grew up in, in not, not a very religious family, but I went to a Catholic school because the Catholic schools are the best schools um, back in India because they make you speak English all the time, which is considered a great thing. And they, they charge you five rupees when you're not speaking English or speak incorrect English, which is why we always win the spelling bees. Um, but I have to say, one time I came back and I was telling my mom and dad, my mother and father, that my favorite teachers are Mother Rene and Father Abraham. And we started our day with our Father in Heaven, closed our day with the reading of the New Testament, uh, which freaked them out a little bit. They were, th they were thinking I was getting indoctrinated. And uh, it lasted a while until they realized I was mostly interested in G.I. Joe's. Um, and I don't know why that didn't freak them out, because G.I. Joe's were really American army figurines. Somehow that doesn't freak them out. Anyway, then I got myself a bunch of Barbies because the G.I. Joe's were starting to get pretty lonely. You know, so they needed someone to be with. And then one of them, one of the couples, they broke up and a war broke out between the Barbies and the G.I. Joe's. But luckily I had the Wonder Woman Barbie and she kicked all the G.I. Joe's ass. And that's how woke I was back when I was a kid. This joke really doesn't make any sense, does it? Thanks for your feedback again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, one of the phenomenal moments in my life is when this American chick, she hit on me. When an American chick hits on you as an Indian guy, you're already in a relationship. Like, she doesn't, you know, know this yet, but this is going to go the distance. Uh, so we got married a couple of years ago. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Mostly because that's the only visa I could get. Right? This, don't worry. This, is, this was an arranged marriage. It was arranged by the U.S. government. Um, Life has changed after marriage, I have to say. I don't really like my single friends anymore because they're always complaining about being single. But in my head, life when you're single is like, it's a vacation. You're going to the Bahamas, then you're going to Puerto Rico. You're trying something different every night, right? But life when you're married, sex when you're married is different. It's like going to grocery shopping, right? It's the same every week. Um, and... Uh, Except if it's Shark Week, uh, then it's not the same. If you haven't had Shark Week sex, ladies and gentlemen, then you're not really in a relationship yet, I have to say. Um, I am surprised always how, uh, you know, American chicks are complaining um, that they're kind of tired of dating all these, you know, um, fuckboys, for the lack of a better word, and are looking to uh, more stable relationships. And that's when I say to them, just marry an Indian guy. Like we're right here in this room waiting for you to look at us. There's no women in the room, so. Um, 
Anyway, I'll leave you with this, guys. I'm kind of confused about this whole milk situation in America. Like, the other day I went to order coffee and she asked me what kind of milk I liked. Um, and I was like, what are the options? Well, and then she just went like, well, we have a whole milk, skim milk, 1%, 2%, half and half, and strawberry, and cashew nut, and hazelnut, and uh, coconut. And I was just like, back in India, we just had a cow, you know? And that's, life was... Very easy. Well, thank you so much, guys. You've been an amazing audience. Amazing. Give it up for Tashar one more time. Sorry. Speech impediment as a director's old of how retarded I am. Um, yeah, give it up for him. That was a great milk joke. Uh, it's actually funny because like, one of my favorite jokes is a milk joke, so that's pretty cool. It's not your joke, but it's, it's, it's a good joke. You should. Uh, it's actually by Lewis Black. It's a callback to my original... Uh, opening statement. Is there a Gary uh, Hughes here? A Gary uh, blank Hughes. Cool. Uh, well, he's next. So if you could tell him to get here, that'd be great. Give it up for Gary Hughes, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Oh, oh, guess I have to shake your hand. Why not? Why not shake your hand? Uh, my professor, my theater professor, went to school with Louis Black. They're good friends. They went to Yale together. He always talks about going to his comedy shows. So, yeah, I got to put my $2 in. <laughs> put my $2 in. <laughs> this always reminds me of when my grandmother used to take me to church. And at the end, she would, make me, she would give me $2 to put in the collection plate. As a kid, and I kept asking her, I was like, can I spend this $2 on chips? And she's like, no, that's for the collection plate. And I'm like, why are you giving this to me then? She's like, so the pastor knows you have something to put into the collection plate. I was like, yeah, but I'm only five years. I'm like, like it's no, it should be okay for me to not have money. Like, I'm giving him the, a right to brainwash me. He should be thanking me. I'm listening to this motherfucker. I want to spend this money on some chips. Like, you should have like a... I don't know, a church gift card or something. You swipe every time you go in. Like, okay, I'm here. Pay my four, Lord. I'm, I'm working on that. We'll see what happens, man. The Halloween movie is out. Uh, so Michael Myers, you know, he's getting prostate exams and he's killing people. I was like, that motherfucker's old as shit. <laughs> the last Halloween movie was, what, the first one is like 1978, if I'm not mistaken. And he, I'm sure he's already a teenager. So how old, how old is Michael Myers now? I'm sure he's probably in the 20s back then. How old is he now? Kill it, people. They show Jamie Lee Curtis, gray hair, everything. Wow. Disney, he got black hair still. <laughs> I'm like, who is your barber? They hooking Mike up, man. He still got it, man. Limber. He's been doing Pilates, you know what I'm saying? Still walks slow and shit, but he got posture. The same knife. He ain't even sharpen it. <laughs> He got to stab you hard as shit. He's like, Bit! I'm using this old George Foreman knife. <laughs> the one you got like the lifetime warranty, but you never use. You never use the lifetime warranty. You never send that shit back. I'm missing that paper. Um, I recently, my girlfriend recently, or my ex, she broke up with me. Um, Wednesday, she broke up with me, man. She, It was long. Yeah, why not clap, man? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I feel... It was weird. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. I, I, 
it was like in the middle of a basketball game and I checked my phone and she's like, babe, we need to talk. So I call her because we're like in a long distance relationship and she's crying and she's telling me like, she's like, babe, I'm bisexual. And I was like, okay, no problem. I'm about to say that's good for you and me, you know. Uh, or I could have said like, that's, that's twice the work I have to do to get people off you. But I didn't say nothing. I listened and she's like, I never told you. We've been together for a year and a half. She's like, I never told you because all the queer jokes you make. And I was like, I don't make that many. I just talk about my gay coworkers always asking me for vitamin D. And it's just funny and it's a coincidence. I was like, why y'all always asking me for vitamin D? You're not getting a D from G. Uh, and uh, yeah and so we broke that off and I just like I made it because I'm a theater major I made it like a movie you know she's like yeah I just like I can't be with someone where I have to hide myself and I'm on the phone outside I'm like okay well you know I guess I still got some stuff I need to work on and um, I'll get right on that thank you and I just hung up, and that was it. And we used to uh, share a Hulu account that was mine, but I was just like, change the password in her ass. I'm like, this, nope, that's for my girlfriend. This is us, you ain't watching none of that shit. Bob's Burgers, you ain't watching none of that shit. Go back to that commercial Hulu. Commercial freeze from G. <laughs> I'm just saying it was benefits being with me. Like, it wasn't just queer jokes. Like, I, I, was, I was delivering other things. It was, it was a crazy thing. So now I'm back to like, I'm figuring, I tried to ask someone at the coffee shop, I was like, should I go back on Tinder? Should I should I try to fill this void physically like everybody does in every romantic comedy? And um, she's like, well, I think you should do it a natural way and just go in bars and try to talk to them. So I'm going to try that tonight with my shorts. I forgot pants. And um, if anybody wants to bar hop with me to go holla at some women, um, I see you, Vic. Okay, I got you, Victor. All right, yeah, where we can do it. I can go stop at the thrift store, get a pair of pants. You know what I'm saying? It'd be no big deal. It would be no big deal. Uh, I just need to fill this void, man. Just I need to clean my room first so women can come over. Then I need to just fill this void. So I have condoms left over from my ex, but I'm using them on other women. Does that make you feel powerful? I think about I'm a, I'm a, like I'm thinking I'm a find a therapist but I don't want to find I don't want to find a therapist because I feel like it's going to take away from my art my art is the way I handle my pain you know if Shakespeare had a therapist like we wouldn't have Romeo Juliet you know what I'm saying Midsummer Night's Dream all those classics and I imagine Shakespeare with a therapist they're like so Bill what seems to be the problem he's like for thou 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 well he's like Bill I'm not sure I understand what you're saying for where and he has like a dictionary he's like what is that last word you say are you making up words Bill <laughs> this session is over Bill <laughs> alright thank you my name's Gary Hughes appreciate it that's right setting an example ladies and gentlemen I meant to say, you don't sound like someone who went to Catholic school. You don't. <laughs> Rudolph is probably the top. Like, DMX did a fucking remix of that. That has to be the best. One of the best. Frosty the Snowman. Do you have a whole DMX thing? That's his persona. That is not the... What happened to It's Finally Friday, George? We got a song, and it's so... It ended. Yeah, no, it's only two minutes of, of perfection. It's two minutes of music perfection. And your next performer needs to be introduced to it. 
and I'm very excited to bring this guy up. He's a he's a great friend of mine. He uh, he. Uh, now and take the next two days off. How's that? He uh, he definitely enables my smoking addiction because of how great of a man he is. Um, if anything, he is the alpha uh, and the omega. Ladies and gentlemen, please make it loud for Hunter Stare, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. Thank you. That was so fucking sweet. I've always considered myself more of an Omega male than anything else. I am like, it, it, yeah, it kind of makes me think. I was thinking, just thinking about this earlier. I've been, you know, really struggling with like the very serious possibility that I might be too physically attractive to be funny. So I'm going to try to just like muscle on through that. I'm uh, getting ready for a show tonight. So I'm just going to like kick off some cobwebs. So I got married recently. Got married recently. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, It's been a wild ride. You know, it was just like, you know, how things just have to happen in their natural time. Like I've been with my girlfriend for like five years. We uh, owned a house together and everything before. I married this person that I've known for the last seven months, the one that we're talking about right now. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm impulsive, but um, <laughs> I uh, I just I just can't get over how amazing she is, though. She treats me so well. She's this smoking hot Colombian woman who, for whatever reason, is into me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it takes a lot of self confidence to think she's just not in it for a green card. Like I'll, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful that every single time I walk out of the bathroom, there's an old white guy showing her pictures of boats. He's like, this is a 40-foot schooner. I'm like, dude, this is the last time. Get out of my house. <laughs> she is so beautiful that I'm so, like, I, I hesitate to say this, but it's true. So I'm just going to say it. She's so beautiful that black women come up to her and ask to touch her hair. That's real. After we got married, we uh, we went. We're we're both huge stoners. So what that means is we did not plan our honeymoon until the day after we got married. Uh, and what that meant is we got an Airbnb in Salinas, California. Yeah, out on a farm. It was awesome, you know, like as strawberry farm out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Went to a Mexican bar in the middle of downtown Salinas. And what I learned that night is it doesn't matter how well you plan or how much money you have or anything like that for your honeymoon. All that matters is that you bring enough LSD. And we did. Um, so I'm just going to talk about this. This happened this week. Uh, I ch choked somebody out this week. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was a, it was a night kind of like tonight at an open mic night, kind of like this open mic night, except it was in West Oakland. And uh, I don't want to get into all of it, but there was... Has anybody ever been to a show, a comedy show, where there's somebody, older dude, really drunk, belligerent, it never... Nobody knows him, but he needs to get the mic right now. He needs the mic right now. And like, oh, come back next week, or there's a list over there, sign up, is not an acceptable answer. So that happened this night, and, uh, you know, he was told very politely no. And the guy's like, no, sir, I'm sorry, sir. You know, trying to, like, diffuse the situation. It's like, why are you calling me sir? Just, like, being, you know, somebody who's determined to be angry no matter what you say to this person. Why are you calling me sir? It's like, I'm very polite. I'm from the South. I'm from the South, too. I'm from Georgia. Dude, I'm from Louisiana, but don't fucking, you're in West Oakland. Don't lead into it like that and say it like that. Are you fucking insane? 
long story short, he ends up assaulting the host with one of those um, bug zappers that shaped like a tennis racket. You know the ones I'm talking about? Which was stupid because he was, he had no friends around him and he was surrounded by a bunch of dudes from West Oakland who definitely wanted to fight him. So, like, you know, he was drunk and wanted to fight. They all wanted to fight him. I was just like, fuck this. This needs to end. It's just like a pile of, like, writhing limbs. The host, who was the target, you know, he fucking riddled out of there like he was O.J. Simpson. He was gone. And then it was just, you know, people taking turns punching each other. And I finally was just like, I can't take this anymore. So I just walked up behind the guy and I just put on a chokehold, you know? And I know I don't look like it because I like look like I'm skinnier than a ghost on Mexican ephedrine, but I'm actually really fucking strong. Like I started choking him. He stopped fighting people. He's like reaching behind him. He's like trying to take my glasses off of me. I just like <laughs> toss my glasses in the corner. Somebody catches them later. And then his friends come out. They're like, stop, stop. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm saving his fucking life. He's in West Oakland and you are not good friends. You've let it get to this point. Like, what are you doing? Are you fucking serious? And so at this point, he's, he gets to get reasonable. He's like, if he stops choking me, I'll stop fighting people. And I'm like, okay, that's all you had to say. I'm done. <laughs> but he was so drunk, he didn't realize that I'd let go of him. He was still like, if he stops choking me, I was like, yo, he let go of you like four seconds ago. The worst part about all this, the, the, the most embarrassing part of all this is at the end of the fight, they gave us each other's glasses. That's fucking awkward. Like to have to walk up to somebody and be like, excuse me, I'm just gonna, and you can just, okay, let's just never speak and see each other again. Um, so that's why you should always leave a mic before the end. Thank you guys. You guys know about good music. Give it up for Hunter Stare one more time. This should be your anthem every Friday for the rest of your lives. I don't know, especially the, this is the radio remix. There's an original without all the Looney Tune bullshit on the back, but I like the Looney Tune bullshit. It makes me feel good. You gotta do things that make you feel good. We can listen to Creeping Death and Metallica all night, or we can listen to fucking happy music that makes your your, your balls tingle a little bit. But for for Ra for Rachel D, her is her clits vibrating like a fucking like a fucking thing that vibrates I fucking don't know what, what vibrates what vibrates on its own that isn't a vibrator a phone uh, that's okay a ear a what an ear oh an eardrum that vibrates I'm vibrating all of you guys eardrums right now I'm making you I'm making you vibrate right now son you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make uh, <laughs> capital invisible he's already skinny as fuck you crush him that door he's gonna just poof into nothing are you guys ready for your next comic? Okay. A delayed clap, like my delayed learning. It makes sense. Okay. Give it up for capital, ladies and gentlemen. What's good, me and your radio? You know what's good, actually? You said your girlfriend, she broke up with you because she was like, I can't be in a relationship where I have to hide myself. That means you made it. That's like the best, it's not me, it's you ever. Like, you should feel good about that. That means you're not going to have a lot of trouble replacing her. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 
material. On the way here, actually this wasn't even here, this is in fucking, this is the last time I went home in Oakland. I saw, it was a block full of homeless people. Not even a block, it was one side of a block full of homeless people all begging for money. First thing I thought, they did not plan that shit out very well. Let's say I got a dollar to give, right? And I walk up and I see a whole block full of homeless people. Am I supposed to rip it up into 100 pennies? <laughs> Didn't think that shit out very well. Like, I got two options at that point. I can either pick one motherfucker to give it to and everybody else loses. Or I can put in a whole bunch of extra work. No, fuck that, I cut that shit out. Or <laughs> I can fucking not give it to anybody because I feel awkward choosing. I feel bad. I, uh, honestly though, I wouldn't even give money to any of them anyways. Don't seem like a good investment. Like, I'm at least, I would want to give it to a motherfucker who kind of working for it, you know? At least then you might see some returns, like. Like if you sitting there, if you if all you got is a sign, what you really think is gonna change when you get that motherfucker a dollar? They still ain't got a plan, and they still got a sign to fall back on. But if a motherfucker is dancing and you give him a dollar, he's definitely gonna keep dancing, and you gonna feel good. Think about that. What you got out of giving the man with a sign a dollar? You felt bad. That's it. You paid to feel bad. No? <laughs> y'all love homeless people here? All right, I hope y'all give me a dollar later. Um, other thing that happened last time I went home to Oakland, my sister was real excited to tell me that she saw The Shining with all her friends. They, uh, and she was real excited to tell me she was the only one who wasn't scared. She said, all my friends were screaming and terrified and I wasn't scared. Even dad, even dad said he was scared of that movie and I wasn't scared. And I said, yeah, that's a scary movie. I was scared of that. Phoebe, everybody's scared of that movie. You must be stupid. <laughs> and a disclaimer, my sister's not stupid. My sister's pretty smart, but she's 12. So she's fun to fuck with. So uh, first thing she did is she starts listing out shit to prove to me that she's not stupid. Like she says, I have a lot of friends, I have really good grades, my room is clean. And I'm like, yeah, but you aren't scared of The Shining. She's like, it, it, that's because I'm so smart. And I'm like, but you don't get what I'm talking about. <laughs> and she can't list shit out for that. So then, next day, I just kind of walked away at that point because, fuck it, she won the argument. Um, but next day, I got a text from her and she said, I, I watched The Shining and I was scared this time. <laughs> so I think I won. Um, all right, y'all y'all were killing me with my first joke, so y'all seem like a real honest crowd. I got a question for you because I need the answer to this is real important to me. Do I look like I do heroin? I, I figured it out. What you saying? That's that's right. Damn right you ain't saying shit. You know who else ain't shit? You know who ain't saying shit no more? The fucking homeless people. When people stop asking me for money, that means I look like I don't have none. 
I figured the heroin thing out though, because they did start asking me if I got a bump. Which sucks, because it was nice when they stopped asking me for money, because I don't have any. But I don't have any heroin either. So I still feel bad, and I got nothing to make me feel good. Nowhere else I don't, <laughs> nowhere else I don't feel good is work. I hate work. Only way I can get through work by listening to rap music. Because rappers just talk about working and how much they love work. Who the fuck else does that? Nobody. Only other people I could think of that sing at work were slaves. They weren't singing because they were happy. Shit, half those songs were trying to figure out ways to escape. Maybe. Shit, maybe that's what rappers sing about. Because what's the closest thing we got to slavery these days? You know, unless you're foreign. We're talking U.S. <laughs> citizens here. 13th Amendment. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's accurate. But where you end up getting caught by that is by being broke. Being broke is the only time when people could tell you what to do. I forgot my tags. These are great jokes. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is rappers and slaves are doing the same thing. They're singing for a new career. Or at least some nicer chains. Give it up for Mark Neuer, everybody. You're going to make me cry. And then I, won't be able to, then I won't be able to jerk off with his hand. And I just... I always feel like you're always talking about some racist shit, and I just, I, I, I'm not actually sure if it is, I just, like, and I always come in at the, at the weirdest times. Go for Capital P, ladies and gentlemen. Your next comic, um, I, I really think he listens to way too much Mac Dre. Um, just based on the thing that he wrote on the, the paper, and then I saw it on Facebook, I was like, damn, you're doubling down on this middle name, son. I know. There's no... Oh, it's you. Okay, there's no way you were born with this obnoxiously ridiculous concoction of letters. Let me make sure I got it right. Just give me one second. Wow. It's like the... There's a lot of extra phenomenons in this world. Like world one, what is the the amazing world wonders? There's only like seven of them, six of them. What is it? Seven wonders of the world. This is this fucking middle name is like at least the ninth, at least. Ladies and gentlemen, looking like he doesn't know what he wanted to wear today. Make it loud for Aaron. Yada dabba doo boo boo Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. Make it loud for Aaron. Yada dabba doo boo Lewis. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out. It's, yeah, we're doing this. Uh, there are legends and there are all-time greats and then there's you lovely people that decided to be here and like you there's other things you could be doing could be watching Law and Order or uh, fucking watching pro wrestling that's what I'm fucking talking about 
Uh, shit. I didn't actually write anything down today, so that's why I fucking wore this shirt. I was like, mm, no material. All right, lawyer shirt it is. Fucking just tell everybody they're guilty. Fucking, yeah. Anyways, fucking, I saw a very attractive ginger girl on the way over here, and I was like, hmm. I can't really spit game, but with a ginger girl, I'm kind of just like, what's up? Like, you know, this isn't really even for my pleasure. I mean, it's definitely not for yours, but you know, like, uh, yeah, let's like, let's mate, you know? <laughs> That's a for sure, a hundred percent way to get laid. It's just, you know, you go straight up want to meet like no that never works fucking but you know what like yeah we're at an open mic i'm sure you guys all fuck regularly or not whatever i don't know but no i was at an open mic last night and i was like mm, i'm definitely gonna tell a joke about eating pussy but there were like two guys before me that also made jokes about eating pussy and i was like looking around i'm like no we're at an open mic like someone's not telling the truth here fucking no one's been close to a pussy in a quite a while in this room, but except for me, because you know, like, come on, the lawyer shirt, lawyer shirt, come on, guilty. Uh, all right. Have you guys ever like found a random baggie of like white powder on the ground and there's, it's like, yeah, I'm, I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna go for it. Fuck it, like. Why not? My man. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I've never done that. Have never done that. Uh, but it, I still got some. Uh, yeah. No. Speaking of that, yeah. You guys ever like, so I like snorted some crank on the Muni like a couple weeks ago. Like, I was not happy about it. All right. Because the guy didn't say it was crank. Uh, yeah, he said it was anthrax. And yeah, here I am still, you know, kidding. Yeah, whatever. I don't know why I want to kill myself, but like, I don't really, but like, because I have like shit I want to do with my life, but like, where am I going with this? Uh, right. Uh, yeah, let's see if I did, I, I did wrote a couple of things. Oh, shit. I did wrote, yeah. I like I, you know, I did really well in school. Okay, it's just two movie ideas. One of them, tables, ladders, and chairs. A love story. No, no one likes wrestling. Fuck, dude. Come on. <laughs> Like, think about the, just, like, the funniest shit. Like, I don't know. Like, there's comedy, and then there's, like, pro wrestling. Like, because, you know. Anyways. Uh, some people, you know. Wrestling's not real. Like, in quotations. Because it's real. Like, the emotions are real. And, uh, you know. If you want to talk to somebody about how real wrestling is. Talk to Crispin Wall. He'll give you an earful. Oh, you probably should listen to his wife, but you know, or his kid. It's real to them. My man. 
Uh, no, like, I love wrestling. Like, Ric Flair is for sure the greatest human being on this planet. Woo! $600 lizard skin boots. Like, I was watching a promo of his earlier today. Like, I just, like, that's how I get out of bed in the morning. That's how I don't kill myself is because Ric Flair is here. Like, fucking, you know, Jesus got pinned to a cross, but, like, Ric Flair... Uh, shit, I fucked that one up. But Ric Flair's still alive, okay? Uh, yeah. Oh, shit, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Ric Flair's amazing. Like, let's fucking do some drugs. This guy wants to go out. Fucking, let's party. I'm Aaron Lewis. Thank you very much. Freedom! Make it loud for Aaron Lewis one more time. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put myself through the mental torture of trying to say that middle name again. Let's make it loud for my sponsor today, uh, uh, Rachel D. For giving me a water. That was nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm fucking parched. And a lot of the Me Too movement. My apologies for accidentally scraping your fucking kneecap as I walked by because I'm in this fucking boot. I don't want to get fucking trumped or whatever, whoever. I'm not trying to grab no, I'm not trying to get no again. I'm not trying to grab your kneecaps. Just fucked up with this boot and I have a weird limp. I'm also pretty fucking high. You know what I mean? You got, got, I'm all fucked up. I walk like a goddamn elephant. Have you seen how fat I am? Jesus. Uh, I'm going to bring up your next comedian uh, because that's my job. It's what I'm here to do today. It's, I think it's nighttime now. It's my thing to do tonight. Uh, he did his hair because he knew there were going to be people here. And uh, I think we can all give that a round of applause because it's looking spectacular today. It's looking like he wanted to go with the I don't really care look, but I do care, you know what I mean? Like the underlying, like I put a little bit of hairspray cum in there. A little bit. You're not next. I'm not talking about your hair. But now that you mentioned something, I think you did do the little, I, I don't care, but I kind of got that little bit of like semen in there. If you're not using semen to do your hair, you're not using the right materials. I got, this is ridiculous. Fake news, ladies and gentlemen. Make it loud for uh, Max Eddie, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. And that, what was technically an intro. Uh, that was good. Um, yeah, donate too, by the way. Donate your two to five dollars. Um, I'm surprised this thing has lasted this long, like the bucket. Like, I thought by now someone would for sure have turned it into a bong. Like, you know, there we go. That's, I'm playing to the host now. Okay, that's, well, now that he's gone, let's, no. Um, oh man, what did I want to talk about? Oh, uh, yeah, I, when I was a kid, really wanted to live my life with second chances. You know, I just wanted to, you know, if I made a mistake, just be able to reset, start the day over. But as an adult, I've played Grand Theft Auto. And I, would, I know what I do with second chances, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, <laughs> like if we had second chances in life, you'd see fucking on the news or something, just this week, <laughs> breaking news, for the fourth time this week, a prostitute was killed by rocket launcher fire. <laughs> I could beat some crazy shit just all the time, man. 
I love Grand Theft Auto. Uh, does anyone else play Grand Theft Auto in here? Any? Hell yeah, there we go. Even, I got, why were you so meek about it? You're just like, oh, I've dabbled. I've dabbled in the, the GTA. Oh yeah, oh that's fair. Okay, have you played the most recent one? It is immersive. Um, it's it is crazy. It's so fun. They actually what they did is um, for the fifth one uh, when they originally released it, you could only do third person. But then uh, when they put it for the new consoles, you could do first person. Like you could play it first person, and you're just like, oh fuck, I'm gonna kill this lady, and now I see this lady. Like it's it's crazy. Um, did I enjoy it? Yes. Does that make me a sociopath? Yes, 100%. Uh, that was fun. The funniest thing to me about Grand Theft Auto is uh, how quickly the cops give up. You know what I'm saying? So basically, if you kill one person, you get one star. You get one star, you get cops coming after you, and they quit after about three minutes for killing a person. Like, that's insane. <laughs> Right? <laughs> They're just like, you know, I know he murdered a guy, but got to get my kid to practice. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, we'll get him next time. Ah. <laughs> no, you won't. Because <laughs> even if you do, reset, baby. Reset. That's what it's all about. Oh, man, that's fun. I love Mutiny Radio, man. Mutiny Radio. Fucking. I li what? Why does this place have curtains? <laughs> like, this is. Was Pam just like, you know what, this is going to make the difference. Like, this is going to make staring into the void of 20 comics waiting to do their sets way better. It's going to make it feel like a show, baby. <laughs> That's fun. You try. You got to try. Oh, yeah. That's, um, I'm running a show at a pizza shop right now, and uh, I wish they tried. Uh, that would be... That'd be great. We got fucking phones ringing during the show. We got people coming in like, oh, I'm here to pick up a delivery. Fuck comedy. What? We got lights <laughs> and jokes. Just watch. It's free. It's also way louder in there uh, than it is here, um, which is why y'all felt that silence. Silence is actually really cool. Like, you can use silence to say funny shit, which is cool. Um, like, listen to this. Listen to this. Um, oh, wait. Uh, I, oh wait, no, I had, it. okay. I, uh, can't stand paraplegics. That is a direct quote from paraplegics. See? It's a tweet. It's a tweet. Uh, not a joke you say standing up, uh, like literally and figuratively. Um, Jesus Christ. That was fun. Um, I've been trying to figure out... <laughs> Okay, there we go. Uh, I've been trying to figure out uh, look-like jokes. Everybody's got to have their look-like jokes. I've been using a gay Conan one for a while. Like, says, that, that one seems to do pretty well. I realized, uh, the, I, I said to an audience the other day, I said, uh, uh, so I used to work at Panera Bread, and everyone just went, I see that. Like, that's, I have resting Panera Bread face, dude. I was, dude, and I was so good. Like, I am, I'm like a customer service wizard, dude, because I've just got, like, the face where you're like, oh, you know, he's going to give me my drink, um, but I could also fuck him up if I needed to. Like, that's, that's what you want out of a customer service work. Like, if shit goes down, I'm going to win. That's, that's what you want, right? No, shit never went down. But um, that was crazy. Most of the Panera uh, clientele uh, were old folks. So I just tell them, like, 
just the dumbest jokes. Like the dumb, they're just so dumb and they just loved it. Like I would, every time they finished with a, like a four digit total uh, for their meal that was less than 20 bucks, like say it was like 1873, I'd be like, your total is 1873. That's the year I was born. They just go, ha, ha, ha. That's, that's a funny one, tip. And in my head, I'd just be like, hey, you better tip me, you old bitch. This fucking better tip me, you old, you dying. You don't need that money, you dying. You dying ass bitch. You better give me your fucking money. Uh, I'ma smile at you till you die, you bitch. Oh my, I will fuck, I'll take your shit. I'll fuck, mm. give me your money. <laughs> Give me your money, you dumb, old ass, racist ass bitch. Oh man, you racist, don't wanna pay taxes, so fucking, don't wanna fight climate change ass bitch. Give me your dollar. <laughs> See, silence is effective, is what I'm trying to say. Thank you guys, uh, Max Eddie. Hey, Bobby. Max Eddie, one more time, ladies and gentlemen. He seems like he'd be a really good employee. I don't know. I would. Wow, dude. He really, he, he was like, I'm going to try for this last semester. And that's how I'll pass and get into the military. I'm a terrible employee. I'm fucking horrible. They tell me, Mark, I want you to clean this table until you can eat off of it. I eat ass. That's a fucking horrible bar to set for me. That's like, even with this fucked up toe, I could still step over that bar like nothing. Like nothing. You could, it's not even humanly, like it's not physically possible to play limbo with this bar. That's how it's on the ground. This bar is dirty. It's on the ground. There's mud stuck to it. Cool. Your next performer, uh... It's gonna put two dollars in this this jar. That's all I know. Um, no, I'm just kidding. She is amazing. She has funded my cigarette addiction uh, more than my mother. They're the same age. They've had the same amount of time. Uh, and I stole cigarettes from her every day for like five years. And Rachel D has like surpassed in gas on my mom like threefold. She gives. She used to give me like seven to ten cigarettes every time I would talk to her and that's like really important when you're homeless and I was like super homeless and she really stuck her fucking hand out and gave me like as many cigarettes as I could ingest in my body so thank you for killing me and thank you for making it to where I can't sleep on my left hand side because uh, it hurts to be on that in that position for so long uh, make it loud for Rachel D ladies and gentlemen Yeah, I just give Mark whatever he needs to shut up. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? I, I, uh, I've been on disability leave. Uh, yeah, because I'm crazy. You know, but um, I don't want you to worry about it or anything, you know, because it's, it's not the kind of crazy that would like shoot up a place, right? You know, right? Because that's man's work, you know? You guys got that all locked and loaded, right? Uh, oh, but you know, speaking of shooting up places, I got my Halloween costume. 
I'm going to be a cop. Yeah, but it's going to be a sexy cop because that was my only choice. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Halloween stores? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, maybe that's our police solution, right? Maybe if we just made all the cops' uniforms sexy, we wouldn't have so many issues. I mean, it's when you're feeling sexy, I feel like it's probably a little bit more difficult to shoot innocent people, you know? Or, you know, chasing down an unarmed black man becomes a lot more difficult in fuck me pumps, you know? I don't know. <laughs> uh, also, you know, just looking out for their welfare, right? For their health and safety, too. And, um, you know, I don't think uh, donuts would fit into that type of uniform, right? Yeah. You know, there was a sexy John Oliver costume last year. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, all right, all right. So we're just making everything sexy. I would like to see this year, I would really like to see a sexy Brett Kavanaugh, you know? I would really, I would like him to just sex it up so I could get in there and pinch his cute little beer gut, you know? And then just let him know he was asking for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm 14. Yeah, according to the LAPD. <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago I was in LA and um, you know, I was making out with a guy in the backseat of his car, like I do. And um, things were getting steamy and hot and the windows were getting all fogged up and then the windows got all lit up uh, with blue and red lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were in a great part of LA, uh, Van Nuys, been there, <laughs> right? Uh, definitely not even on a side street because I'm classy. Uh, so I'm sitting there frozen, getting a little flashback to the conception of my child and I looked to my partner in crime and I'm like, you know, cause he's not white. So I thought he would know what to do and he didn't know what to do. And then, and then I would hear, put your hands where we can see them and step out of the vehicle slowly. Right. And so I'm really freaked out. So I just do it. Right. And I step out and you know, I probably have, should have checked my attire a bit before I stepped out of the vehicle, you know, because when I got, <laughs> when I got out of the car, I realized that my dress was half on, my hair was definitely in a new hairstyle, and I had a new smoky eye that was not there earlier. Uh, you know how you get a new smoky eye. Yeah, Blowjobs. Uh, so I'm standing there with my hands in the air, and uh, the police are standing behind their car doors with their guns drawn. Because I'm, I'm a frightening person, I guess. Like, I'm, a, I'm a scary person to the LAPD. But then one of the police officers actually leans in and he gets this concerned look on his face, kind of like the look that my dad gives me regularly. Um, you know, and he gets in and, and, he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he squints and he's like, um, miss, how old are you? Yeah, you guys, I was almost arrested for underage prostitution. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 41. <laughs> So I'm also dyslexic, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Um, I like the woos. I love the cheers. Thanks for uh, when I announce my age. That is not usually the reaction I get when I announce my age. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, I told a guy that I'm 41. And his response was, but you're so pretty. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, OK. Um, can we continue the interview? Just. Yeah. 
And then um, I also told a guy at a bar recently that I was 41, and he looked horrified, just horrified. It was like I just turned into the witch from Hansel and Gretel. You know, it was like, come here, my young man. Would you like to taste my sweets? You know. Yeah, I wish. That bitch has a nice house. Yeah. And I live in the Tenderloin <laughs> in a box. The Tenderloin's cool. I like it. Uh, lots of crazy shit goes on in the Tenderloin. I enjoy watching. I was walking home from work the other well, I was walking home with my laundry the other day, big bag of laundry, and I overheard a pimp and a hoe having a conversation. And, uh, you know, I should say I know them. So no judgment, right? Uh, but the pimp was telling the hoe, look, I'm just trying to give you some constructive criticism, bitch. <laughs> I know. I, I had a big bag of laundry, right? But I slowed down. You know, like, did, I, did I just walk into her professional performance review? I just, like, I really wanted to know what the rest of that conversation went like. You know, oh, we got a cut overhead. No more condoms. Um, bitch, you gotta upsell that hand job. <laughs> Just, and then I wanted to know, really, you know, what do the team building exercises look like? <laughs> but honestly, at the end of it, I was like, you know, I was a bit on the hoe side. You know, is this is this pimp trying to tell this hoe how to hoe? Is he pimp splaining? Right, ladies, that's where we are right now. You know. Dudes are trying to tell us how to hoe. I know how to hoe. Right? God, I don't know. Speaking of hand jobs, though, um, do you guys remember middle school? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you remember middle school fondly, you may have peaked too soon. You know? Uh, I was bullied relentlessly in middle school. How about you guys? Bullied? Bullied, bullied, bullied. I mean, I feel like, you know, oh, all right, well, lucky you. Not really, not so much. Okay, fine. I don't know if you belong here then, but. <laughs> uh, no, like, I, uh, there were three in particular that really bullied the fuck out of me. I mean, I, I was always the new girl. My mom liked to say I was pleasantly plump. We know what that means, right? And uh, I only wore clothes my mom made me. Yeah. I was every bully's wet dream, right? When I would walk into class, they would collectively come. Yeah. Um, but out of the three, you know, I just found out that one of them passed away. You know? Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, only two left. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm Rachel D. I feel like I'm in an elevator at the library with this music. They got that drum scenario. Rachel D, ladies and gentlemen, make it loud before I get lost into this music. Um, hand jobs. That's that's what I got out of the ending of that. And uh, let me tell you, I haven't got a lot of them in my life, other than myself. I give myself hand jobs regularly. Successfully too, they, it is very successful. But when I let other people do it, it just doesn't. It never ends. So I don't. I don't let people touch me. I'm not a. It just. It never. The outcome is not. There's no. There's no outcome. I'm liking this riffing thing. I'm really digging it because it's coming. It's it's coming. Ah! It's going. It's going places. 
Are you deciding which one of those you're going to put in this tank here? You're going to hit the gym? Is that what you said? Who said that? You said that? You're going to hit the gym? Is that what you said? Oh, getting change. I wish you would have said hitting the gym. That would have been a lot. You should have just... In my reality, you said hitting the gym. What do you need money to go to the gym for? Are you buying drugs at the gym? You got the steroids? $2 steroids. Is it like a dollar per shot? I don't know how steroids work. I don't know who your next comic is. I know his name, but I don't know if he's in the building. Okay, cool. I love you. I love your face a lot. And I love and I love I love your, your your Weezer outfit you got going on. I like that your arms stop being hairy at your elbows. Oh well, I'm sorry I lied. I guess I'm I, my eyes are sorry that I lied. It's okay. Ah, oh, there you go. Bam! From the audience, he got me. Didn't even need a mic to make that funny. There, that was. He's got some fucking goofs. This guy's got a Weezer shirt on and some fucking goofs, ladies and gentlemen. Are you are you guys ready? Are you ready? You look very enthused and ready. Victor is interrupting. Victor Trevino, ladies and gentlemen. to clear the rest of this energy out of the room <laughs> we already did some good work thanks to all the comedians before me you know i fucking love sucking the energy out of the fucking room <laughs> bombing is anybody bombed this week i fucking bomb all the time dude <laughs> i like bombing so hard that the host comes up and starts stuttering your name like they're like F -f 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 victor trevino guys <laughs> I like when the host gives you like a pep talk after you go off stage. <laughs> so like, give it up for him. He's trying new stuff, guys. <laughs> it's like, you know I'm not, motherfucker. <laughs> For my best bits. <laughs> yeah, no, my name is Victor Trevino. I'm actually like half Spanish, half Mexican. My dad's Mexican, my mom's Spanish. But I don't speak Spanish. It's embarrassing. Like. I don't know how, if you know how embarrassing it is for your white friends to teach you the Spanish curse words. <laughs> I have a white friend that knows more Spanish than me because he does construction. <laughs> like, uh, they like love him. Like, they fucking make nicknames for him. They call him like Wapo and Huero, which is like light skin, handsome. And uh, they call me Victor. <laughs> like, with, like, I don't know if you know this, but Mexicans pronounce Victor Victor. And like when they see me, they're like, what's up, Victor? Like, <laughs> like with a hard, yeah, like, <laughs> like it's like passive aggressive. Like, have you ever seen a news anchor, like, speak a full sentence of Spanish, and then they're just like, uh, como se dice, Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, passive aggressively, they don't accept me, is what I'm trying to say. Has anybody seen the uh, Joe Rogan special? Did anybody watch it? You watch the special? Fuck yeah. Joe Rogan's positioning himself to be like the first uh, caveman's rights activist. <laughs> I feel like he looks like an elbow, <laughs> or like a swollen ankle. Uh, I love Joe Rogan though, like uh, I love watching him get his mind blown by shit on his podcast. <laughs> like it's great, man, he's still got like the boyish wonder. Like I'd bring magnets on the show and we'd just fucking talk, dude. <laughs> I mean, flipping around and shit. <laughs> 
this is the best audience member. I don't know if you guys see this. Like, it's like wide ass mouth open laughing at my shit. Like, fuck. Yeah, he really does. Dude. Fuck, I'll tip more for this guy. Like, bring him back. <laughs> no, I feel like Joe Rogan's the kind of guy that like stares at the microwave when it's on. He's <laughs> like, what's going on in there? It's wild. <laughs> I love Joe Rogan, though. <laughs> um, I feel like Destiny's Child was the easiest game of fuck, Mary kill of all time. Think about it. Cause you, you fuck Kelly, you marry the billionaire Beyonce, and you kill the third one. <laughs> the third one. <laughs> Does anybody know her name? Going once, going twice. Michelle what? Wait, you were here last time. So get the, some, some fucking gay guy was like, Michelle Williams. I'm like, you're the only one. You fucking you ruin my set every time. Um, I've been reading like books on productivity, like telling you to like keep to-do lists and all kinds of shit. But I feel like they could really trim it down. Like you could make the book really lean if they just made the first chapter like how to get Adderall from your therapist, yeah. from your psychiatrist. <laughs> and then the next chapter just can be whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> it's like drinking water, dealing with sweat. Like, <laughs> Adderall is really all you need, guys, <laughs> if you want to be productive. It's really weird, though. Like, the productivity books will just, like, they'll tell you a bunch of shit that you already don't want to do, you know? Adderall. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, so I feel like uh, I haven't seen a CD case used for anything other than doing cocaine in a long time. <laughs> like my uh, roommate has like a full-blown CD collection. And when he first pulled one out, I was like, holy shit, we're about to do this. <laughs> like I had just moved in. I thought we were about to do cocaine. He still has a CD player, guys. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we didn't always function on the metric system. Used to be like you'd get however much a guy would stuff into a little baggie. You remember that? Well, you know. You don't remember? There would be like little baggies with designs on it and shit, dimes and dubs. I'm weird. It's weird that this isn't registering with you. <laughs> okay. Well, it's weird. Back in the day, you used to like be able to peer pressure guys into giving you more weed if they didn't know how to eyeball. Like, you know that shit? Like, they'd get in the car and like uh, he'd be like, all meek. He'd be like, "Does this look good? This look good for twenty dollars?" <laughs> and that's when you got to be like, "Oh, Wes, Wes, you always do this, Wes." <laughs> and if it's th it's like three verse one in the car, like he hopped in the car to sell you weed, and you're just like, "No one in the car think that think that looks like a dub, Wes." <laughs> And he's like, all right, I'll take some stems out and put some nugs in it. <laughs> Anybody have a drug dealer named Wes? <laughs> I feel like I've met two. I mean, it's like <laughs> um, uh, I recently purchased Magnum condoms and Bank of America froze my account. <laughs> they said it was unusual purchase activity. <laughs> they sent me an email and a text message. They're like, bro. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm Victor Trevino. <laughs> <laughs>
feel like I need an afro. I feel like you used to have an afro, and that's not even a racial thing. <laughs> I used You're, to keep my hair a little longer. Yeah, like a, you didn't have a perm, did you? In the eighties. In the eighties. <laughs> Damn, you were old. You used to be. You were probably slanging dick in the eighties, just fucking down hallways, dude. Just it's right here, bitch. You probably had some like fucking pastel looking pants that are all different colored. Shit was bejeweled before bejewel was even a bejewelable thing. That isn't even a fucking word. I just made that shit up. You hear someone say that on the street, you better punch him in the mouth for me. So you better put respect on that fucking name. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I have uh, not even a fucking idea how to say this person's name. So um, they're in the bathroom. You got. Most importantly, you better wash them goddamn hands. I don't give a fuck if you flush. Uh, you did not wash them goddamn hands, girl. I don't. I, no bullshit. I don't want. I bet they are wet. You just got done fucking doing this maneuver down there, and I was fucking. I'm just. I'm just pulling your leg. That's a long leg to pull to. It's fucking. I'm just pulling your leg. Yeah, I think it is your turn. I don't know. I don't know what your name is. What's your name? You don't look like you know your name. What? Is it a, 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 a... Oh, wait a minute. Is it a... Ooh, it's Ms. this motherfucker's name. I'm going to say it the widest way possible. Where, where are you from? Yeah. Like, where is the name? Where is the, where is the name like that come about? India. It's amazing because I'm pretty sure these... This brand um, makes a lot of clothing in your com- country, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Ladies and gentlemen, please make it loud for Adidas. Shankar. I don't know how to pronounce his name. How, how do you pronounce? What is it? How do you do it? I, 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 it's a joke, darling. First and foremost, it's a joke. Okay, well, I am. That's what I'm up here to do. I'm up here to make, make fucking host jokes, and I got, that's all I got is host jokes. You want me to tell written material and waste your time? I can sit here and do all my material right now. I'll drop a 45-minute set and prolong Pam's show after this. Jesus Christ. Just for the fucking, let's do the, the PC proper way. What is your name, sir? Uh, Aditya. Make it loud for Aditya, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> actually adidas no, just, uh, no. sorry to cause all that uh, commotion i'll try to yeah no, no. i'll uh, keep the uh, yeah. sorry about the increase in energy level there. sorry about that, yeah um uh, anyone here play any sports in high school anyone no one yeah what did you play sir football and basketball and track oh wow uh what about position what position position did you play in football wow very like Nice, nice, uh, nice. I was a student athlete myself, speech and debate, varsity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which wasn't that different from football, right? Like, we tackle the issues of the day, right? Like, how to eliminate helmet to helmet tackling in football, right? Um, no, but speech and debate did leave me with lifelong skills, right? Like, to this day, I'm very comfortable talking in front of others and very uncomfortable talking to women. Right? It uh, really just stayed with me all these years later. And uh, I used to participate in this event where we'd simulate the US Congress, right? 
Uh, so we kind of just sit around and do nothing. It was uh, really, uh, really authentic. Um, we didn't have any sexting scandals, though, no. We were like 15, <laughs> no. Uh, but I, instead of telling girls I was on the debate team, I tell girls I was on the forensics team, right? Because I heard girls just love detectives or something like that, right? Like every girl's dream guy is an investigator on CSI New Delhi, right? <laughs> like that's the dream, right? No, I'm kidding. I wasn't talking to girls in high school. Come on. No. Uh, but our coach, like, to get us pumped up for the tournaments would always be like, you know, no one remembers the man who landed on the moon second, right? And I was like, coach, this is the dual county league quarterfinals of debate. No one's going to remember if we come in first either, right? <laughs> like, you ever feel bad when people say that, though, right? No one remembers the man who landed on the moon second, right? Like, Buzz Aldrin's poor kids don't even remember their father, you know? <laughs> like, right? Like... Like, imagine Buzz Aldrin telling his kids to do anything, right? Like, pick up your toys. They're like, did, did you hear something? Right? Sounds like second place to me. <laughs> Mediocrity. Uh, you all know uh, Michelangelo's statue, the David, right? You ever realize that's just a 16th century dick pic, right? Like, thousands of people visit Florence every year just to see an unsolicited sexual advance, right? <laughs> Like, just Renaissance-era harassment, right? Um, now, I know they, they claim it's like the biblical hero, David, right? But I feel like that became the story after HR got involved, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, imagine, like, Michelangelo, sorry, uh, David went to Michelangelo. He's like, so there's this girl, Esther, at the office. She wants nothing to do with me, but I feel like if we sent her a fully nude statue of myself, she'd change her mind, right? Hashtag me, I, I, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so election season is coming up, right? Or like next week, I think, right? A week or two. And uh, I love when people are like, uh, with talk about the relatability of politicians, right? They're like, you know, he's the kind of guy you want to get a beer with, right? Think about the last person you got a beer with, right? Do you want that person leading the free world, right? Uh, like, I don't know where this guy falls on global warming, but he does like cold beer, so he must be against it, right? Or when it comes to the hard issues, my state senator, not afraid to take a keg stand, all right? <laughs> Imagine if we, did, if we did that with other drugs, right? Like, my town's mayor, the kind of guy you want to drop acid with, right? Just so relatable, right? Uh, but what if I remind you now that Trump actually doesn't drink, right? So maybe that is the bar we should be using for our politicians, right? Uh, uh, one of Trump's big things is, like, with immigration is that uh, countries aren't sending their best people over here, right? They're not sending their best, right? Yeah, I'm sure China was like, you know, Yao Ming, not that good at basketball. <laughs> we should just send him over there. Or uh, Greece was like, you know, we will do anything to get rid of Ariana Huffington, right? <laughs> just anything. Um, and then M. Night Shyamalan, or I guess India did kind of screw us over with that one. <laughs> All right, what am I doing well here? Um, I was down at like the 16th, uh, near 16th bar station the other day. I got one of those, you know, go back where you came from, right? Uh, which was like super thoughtful of the guy, right? Like how did he know I was missing Boston, you know? <laughs> right? Uh, or, uh, or you'll occasionally get like a, you know, go back to Pakistan, right? To which I'll be like, oh, actually I'm Indian, right? Like that'll show him, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like as if any racist has been worried about their factual correctness, right? 
Um, like, oh, you're Indian? Oh, I'm so sorry. You know what? That is completely different, all right? You know what? You stay right here in America, all right? Don't you go anywhere. Like, I may be a bigot, but I do my homework, all right? <laughs> I feel like if some racist did do their homework, though, I might oblige their request, right? Like, if some guy came up to me and was like, you know, go back to the South Indian state of Tamil Nadu, right? I'd be like, you know what? That's pretty good. I'll be on my way. <laughs> I think I'll just wrap it up there. I think that's kind of all I wanted to try out. Cool. My girlfriend would be pissed at you. You finished way too early. Um, that's a lie. Uh, I actually forgot to start your clock because I was, I was, my, my feathers were ruffled. I got triggered. The toxic masculinity oozed out of my eyes. I was like, no! I will say whatever the fuck I want. And I went outside, I smoked a cigarette, and I was like, I'm a piece of fucking trash, dude. <laughs> Max Eddie actually came out and he was like, I need to talk to you real quick. And I was like, what does Max Eddie possibly have to say to me that is like this important? It's like, a, you know, man, I really need to pull you aside. He's like, do you not like the audience? <laughs> I was like, I fucking love you guys. I just got a lot of emotions. I'm, very, I'm a very passionate individual, I would say. I'm very, I wear shirts that are too tight for my, uh, my stomach, and it just, sometimes it just gets too tight, and I get a little uncomfortable. And I'm just riffing right now. But I just wanna, uh, this is actually an Adidas boot um, that the, the hospital gave me when I broke my toe. <laughs> They're like, it's gonna come in handy someday when you make some racist jokes on stage at Mutiny Radio where it's streamed live to everyone in India. I'm gonna go home and my Facebook inbox is just gonna be fucking nothing but just death threats I cannot decipher. Are you guys ready to actually uh, hear this comedian? Because yes. uh, she's, she's next, and uh, I'm going to do my best to not gentrify your name. Is that an R in your last name? It's G, right? I can read that part. I'm talking about the last name. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands. It's not like I just farted. I promise I did. It's actually this. Ladies and gentlemen, make it loud for Galula Finman, ladies and gentlemen. You did that. You did that perfectly. Don't, don't, don't break your other one. Don't, don't break your other one. Oh, my God. We already got to know each other. I was stuck in the bathroom. This is the kind of day I'm having. Like I have more money in my bank account, but that's just probably half of it. Uh, I like raced over here. Like I'm gonna talk about my fanny pack for a second cause it's on me. Um, it's like a tool for my daytime life. And then I just like didn't have time to change it out. So I don't need to talk about my fanny pack, but like I, I love the babysitter. I like laid out snacks for her and was like, you can get a beer. I'm not a mom, but I'm a nanny. Uh, what do I want to talk about today? Do I need to talk about my name? Maybe later. Maybe later. Um, 
let's just take all the energy out of the room. Let's get back down to board and our own sets. Um, I was thinking about like what the Republicans have done for me, you know? Like nothing's all bad and like I feeling like pretty grateful for um, them calling my kind snowflakes because like for the for 26 years I was sure I was like different and special and there was an angry group of people that I cannot tell the difference between that were like we're all the same and I was like you're not special and I was like whoa like I need to unpack all like the things that make me feel like I am a snowflake there's so many like you know like when you do paper snowflakes I feel like that's how I'm thinking of this joke it's not a joke yet but like a piece of paper and then like with each fold it's like those are your unique things and like then when you cut it up to make the paper snowflake it's like more complicated and it's like maybe I'm gonna do some look like things right now but the first thing that makes me unique to other people is like something that I've had my whole life like I go to the doctor and I'm like off the charts height wise and and like below weight wise like I've always been like super skinny and too like a lot taller than like the other Jewish girls who were like five foot one and had huge boobs so like I felt like a snowflake I felt a little bit different and it was like you could combat that and be like yeah but there's like models like a model physique you could just like be in Milan and you'd be like you wouldn't be a snowflake you'd be the same as all the other models but like I mean you're thinking it too like this is a bus driver actually said this to me he was like have you ever considered modeling and I was 26 at the time, now I'm 27. And when you tell that to a 26 year old, what they're really saying is like, yeah, yeah, almost got it, but I know like you don't got it. Like nobody's ever said like, so how's your modeling career? They've been like, you've considered modeling because you're six feet tall and have a BMI of 18.5, but I know that you haven't. And that's like kind of my look. Like I think I look like, like a prosecuting attorney that like turned into class action lawsuit person and has like a giant billboard near you like I think I could rock that kind of attractiveness like lawyer like lawyer attractive I don't know I'm trying to figure out what my look like is it's like I want it to be like a little bit objectifying but not too much and like I'm working on it I'm working on it but like so I'm a, I think like I'm a snowflake because I my my body is unusual compared to other women it's like off the charts but then it's like okay what's another thing that makes me a snowflake Ah, um, what am I gonna say here? This has only been in my head. Oh, hmm. What was I gonna say about what makes me a snowflake? Oh yeah, the name, fucking name, my fucking name. Gaula, that's the thing, and he's not here for this part, but like, let me tell you, it's not like in India there's like everybody's name Aditya or whatever, or like Rahul. Like, Rahul's like the Robert of India. You know, I'm, I was in my head, I was going to use the name Ra Rahul. So that's what happened. And it's like, there isn't like a country in the world where like Gaula's like everybody's. It's like, it's not like the, the Amy of any country. It's like a weird ass name where everyone. Like, there was one year in 1948 when like Israel colonized something. I'm not going to say this in real life, but I'm just explaining to you now. And like, like that was when a bunch of people named like a thousand people named their daughters Gula and then it stopped because they were like that's a weird choice so like <laughs> I feel a little bit like a snowflake because of my name and the thing is like when I think about my name it's like and I think about the choice that my I didn't have a choice in that like my parents were like we're creating a snowflake because we're snowflakes and you know what my grandparents were snowflakes you know y'all y'all want to know my grandmother's name and this is a fact her name was Beulah 
My name is Geula. It's spelled same just with a B. Like my snowflakeness goes back like many generations. And the thing is like, like my parents are like fifth generation American. Like why the fuck did they name me Geula, right? Uh, and it's because they, they wanted me to be a snowflake. So I like appreciate Republicans being like, just because you're tall, just because your name is Gaula, just because you grew up in a cult and you were supposed to be like married with six kids right now and wearing dresses and you left it, like doesn't make you a snowflake. It, it, you know, like we're all kind of just like doing the same thing. And then I was gonna like list a bunch of things that make me like a regular person, but I can't even think of one right now. So like I'm working on this joke that also like the, the objective of this here is like to do my look like thing and to like try to you know, like, I just feel like I'm always, like, the oddest one in the room. And, like, there's, like, a group of people that are telling me, like, I'm a normie. And, like, I just really want to embrace that and find the people. Like, when I find a group of people that I'm like, oh, my God, we're all the exact fucking same. Like, they all have my story. Like, I'll give up on my snowflake vision. But, like, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. All right. Thanks, y'all. Give it up for Kahlua Fransman, ladies and gentlemen, please. Please. I'm a hack, what can I say? I steal everyone's material, people I don't know. Fransman is another comic that I know who is really funny. You were really funny. Give it up. I think it's I, G. Let's give it up for G one more time. She was fucking dope. Is that an acorn? You were like, I fucking hate Apple. So much, I'm gonna put a nut on my chest. Oaklandish. It's Oakland ish. It's like Oakland, it's not really. It's Almeida. I bet you that's where Oakland ish, or whatever however the fuck it's pronounced, is fucking located. It is in Oakland. Are you, are you from the Bay? You're from the Bay. No, where are you guys from? Okay, so that joke makes no sense to you. So Oakland is like. Oakland, you know what I mean? Like, you go to Oakland and, uh, like, I was at the, and just like 2008. When, when did the white people come? No, I'm saying like 2000, even as, far, as close back to 2008, you could go there and it was, get fucking stabbed. You know what I mean? Right in the neck. Something about the 60s. Listen, so you got Oakland. It's, it's like, it's, it's just, it, you don't, it's trouble. You know what I mean? You go to Oakland, a lot of the time it's trouble, right? Almeida is just like five seconds on the other side of, of it. It's just like Almeida, you know? That's where you were. See, so you know Almeida. You go through Oakland. A definite change, right? I bet you that's where the, the, the t-shirt company, Oaklandish, is originated as an Almeida. That's the joke. I deciphered it for you. Still not funny for you. Thank you. Yes, you have a good night, too. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Have a, you have a solid night. Thank you for your set. You were dope. Oaklandish can suck my, my, my Oaklandish dick. And it's only Oaklandish because I work in Oakland, so that's the only thing that makes it ish. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, from fucking West Oakland, make it up, make it loud. Oh, ooh, gang banging on me. Ladies and gentlemen, from all the way from East Oakland, I want you guys to make it loud for Luke Newman. Confuse me with capital again. 
We don't all look the same, bro. Fucking brothers. I don't know. Is that racist? Yes. I don't know. Hey, you know what? You, you, Galula, was it? You're, you're sure? Is that? What is it? What is it? Gula. Gula. All right. Well, you know what? You're a snowflake, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, cause you know what I'm saying? An avalanche is made of snowflakes. Am I right? Okay. I'm trying to be inspirational. Did not work. Okay. Uh, but it's true, though. Isn't it? Right? It's an avalanche, snowflakes. Bunch of, bunch of snowflakes, you know what I'm saying? Put together, you know, we can make some shit happen. All right. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, so I am a white guy, uh, and white, and I am from East Oakland, um, fucking, uh, it was hard, hard growing up in East Oakland as a white guy, because I was the only white dude out there, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, you know, nobody, everybody thought I was from somewhere else, nobody thought I was from East Oakland, you know, I always come with, like, where you from, white boy, you know? I'd be like, man, you broke into my house. Where the fuck you come from? I'm from my house, bro. You know, I don't know. But yeah, my parents, they moved to East Oakland, and my parents are white. Just like me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they moved to East Oakland in 89 when crack was trending. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they were one of the first white people... Uh, some of the first white people to move in there uh, you know they're the OG's original gentrifiers and um, uh, yeah I don't know what they were thinking I don't know what they were thinking yeah white it's hard being white ain't it uh, you disagree I'm from New Mexico oh you, you, there's only white people out there so you wouldn't need no frame of reference huh oh okay I don't know. Well, that's nice, though. They gave the, the Mexicans a new place to live. They're like, this is the, Mex the old Mexico. Uh, this is a new Mexico for you guys, but you aren't allowed in. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, fucking A. Uh, so, we got any hip-hop fans in the building? Come on, man. Where are my hip-hop fans at? All right. All right. <laughs> man, hip-hop is a great thing. used to be great used to be great. I don't know. There's a certain, it's missing a certain essence now. You know, I think Niles was right when he said uh, hip-hop was dead. I, obviously, you know, it's still people rapping, um, but I, I do think he was like the Nietzsche of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop is dead. Because it's like God is dead. Obviously, people still go to church, you know, but, um, you know, fuck, I forgot how that joke ended. That's cool, though. I think I've only told it like once, so I'll have to figure that one out. Don't you think? Don't you think I, have my, I should have my shit together before I come up here? All right. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's, it's hip-hop is in a rough state right now because it used to have a message, you know what I mean? You guys remember that? Remember when hip-hop had a message? Remember that? Capital? You don't remember? Oh, you're too young. All right. Um, no, but they used to have a message. Remember when Nelly was trying to tell us about global warming? <laughs> you remember that? It's getting hot in her. You know, hip-hop used to be woke. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't know about his solution though. So take off all your clothes. I don't <laughs> see how that's gonna fix anything, Nelly. I don't know about that. But who who's rapping nowadays? Who we have nowadays? Who you got? Who you guys like now? Rapping, rapping wise. You guys are from New Mexico. You don't even listen to hip hop. Any, any. Who do we got? Who do you guys? You guys talking amongst themselves. Who do? Who do we like? Takashi Six Nine. I know you say you want me to say talk shit about him. He's too easy. Um, no, but we got who we got. Drake. I got a joke about Drake. Okay, that took a while for you to come up with that. He's over there googling rappers. <laughs> No, but uh, I'm a, I got a joke about Drake, so we'll go with that. Uh, no, but Drake, you know, he's doing his thing. I like his video, though. Uh, the God's Plan video, have you seen that one? You seen it? Yeah, he's seen it. He knows what's up over here. Uh, New Mexicans need to get with the program. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he had the video where he, he uh, the God's Plan video where he went into the grocery store with a million dollars, bought everybody, you know, cornflakes and, and pampers and shit. Bought all their shit. Um, it was a beautiful thing, you know. It's good to see people with money doing good with their money, you know what I'm saying. I just felt bad for the cashier, you know what I'm saying. Like, really? This is God's plan? For me to fucking work at a Dollar Tree the rest of my life? I'm 67? It's a horrible fucking plan, God. So what God's plan B, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Uh, this is the last joke I'll tell. Can I do that? All right. Uh, yeah, well, too bad, motherfucker. Uh, so uh, this world is a crazy place now. Ain't it, ain't it a crazy place? Let me tell you. Wild. Scary, man. <laughs> Scary, man. In China, they just installed facial recognition software in the cameras on the street corners so they can identify criminals um which is some scary shit man that's some orwellian shit right there you know what i'm saying hopefully that doesn't come to the united states anytime soon but the real news uh in that story is uh even the chinese people themselves need advanced technology uh just to tell each other apart okay <laughs> that, that was a joke i was gonna tell thank you guys for listening i appreciate y'all mark neuer We're good. That's a, that's enough. What were you thinking playing Disturbed? What was that you fucking half a queer? Jesus Christ! Fuck! Fuck! Disturbed. Am I right? Who listens to Disturbed other than people who cut themselves at age twelve? Jesus, George, what are you doing to me? Da, 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 da. What are you fucking snorting heroin back there too? <laughs> I told him to play it. I love Disturbed. I've been a Disturbed fan since I was fucking like, dude, like right after Nickelback was like Disturbed, like right there. Apparently I have a lot of Nickelback fans. Um, if you didn't get, you guys may have not gotten the news, Nickelback sucks dick. Uh, Disturbed's okay though, you know. What else can you listen to while you're snorting Adderall and jerking off for 15 hours, you know, other than just some good old radio friendly rock? Well, I don't know what you do in hotel rooms, but that's all I can do. It's all I can do to have fun. Disneyland, fuck it. The real fun is in your shitty motel two miles away from Disneyland. You know, I was at Disneyland. This is totally unrelated. 
I was at Disneyland and this dude was walking past me and he had a, a face on the shirt and it was like, it looked like Kiss. You know the band Kiss, the rock band? I was like, whoa, dude, that's a really cool shirt. Is it like a Kiss like remix? Like is it another person who's like, no, dude, this is actually a, oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the one and only Jade who just got signed, just got here, and also just got signed to the Sketchfest Festival, which is a big thing for a comic. Um, especially with how terrible of a comic she is. I mean, it's really a big feat for her. Um, I fucking love you. I can't wait for the roast. Her, for her birthday, we're going to have a roast, and I'm going to talk a bunch of stuff that I hope isn't recorded. Um, so the dude, he had a kit, what looked like a Kiss rendition of a fucking shirt. But actually, he was like, no, dude, that's a David Bowie shirt. I was like, oh, you're at Disneyland with a bunch of kids around you rocking David Bowie, who was fucking kids. It's an interesting pedophile propaganda, in my opinion. He's walking around with David Bowie on his fucking chest. It may be uncomfortable because you probably really like David Bowie. You know, he's like your age. He was fucking kids. He wants me to. He wants me to move on. He does. He he really likes uh, David Bowie back there, ladies and gentlemen. Your next comic, also really likes David Bowie. Uh, make it loud for Brian Lissette. You pet me. I'm a Bowie fan. Woo. It's great to be at Mutiny. Uh, my name is Brian, so I want to tell you a little bit about myself other than my name. Um, I don't have any great-grandparents, just two mediocre ones. Fuck you, Walter. I used to like playing Marco Polo in the ocean. My little brother didn't like it as much. Rest in peace, loser. And now I play Marco Solo. My girlfriend tells me I look a little like Robin Williams from the waist down. I have to remind her he played Peter Pan in that movie, not Captain Hook. The movie Hook. That joke's about my hook penis. My hard metal hook penis. I gotta stop calling her my girlfriend. She's my ex-girlfriend. So I've been stalking her on Venmo. Has anybody else had an emoji make them cry? No, nobody's seen a single transaction for a beer, a hamburger, another beer, another beer, a film reel, a cocktail, a car, a house, an eggplant squirting water, an eggplant squirting water, a head with some Z's, an eggplant squirting water, some eggs, bacon, coffee, mimosa, a shrug, an eggplant squirt. No? <laughs> Nobody. I heard you find love in unexpected places, so I tried Tinder for a while. Because I never expected to meet my match while I was taking a shit. Just swiping and wiping. If you don't get that joke, you've never been on Tinder. Right. <laughs> uh, I, so, I, I really want to believe in UFOs. I, I want to believe so bad in UFOs. But... I feel like there should be more sightings now that there's like camera phones, you know, in the nineties, the eighties, you heard rumblings about UFOs and you'd see granny black and white footage. It was like the same with police brutality. But once camera phones came around, <laughs> where's the footage of UFOs? There's plenty of police brutality. 
because it's real. <laughs> I mean, there are a bunch of podcasts about UFOs, though. So I still want to believe real bad. Would anybody here have sex with a sex robot? Yes. Yeah. Do you have a reason why, or just just because? It just looks good. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. My friend said he would do it because you don't have to wear a condom. And I was like, that's dangerous ground, friendo. <laughs> what do you do if you accidentally get the sex robot pregnant? Well, like, where do you throw the baby away? I know a normal baby goes in the green compost bin, but a sex robot baby, it's like confusing. I, I, you can't put it in the blue recycling bin because it's do you have to go to an e-waste recycling facility? Those things are like 50 miles away. You're telling me I've got to drive 50 miles to throw away my baby? What is this? Texas? Oh. <laughs> uh, if these midterms don't go well, babies are going to just end up everywhere. All kinds of babies. We won't even be able to throw away our regular babies. We're gonna, they're all going to end up in the ocean. We'll have a floating cabbage patch of kids. <laughs> Here's a hot tip. If you set your clock five minutes fast, you get really good at subtraction. By fives. <laughs> I'm going to read some other notes I had other than the UFO thing. Did you guys ever try Four Loco? That stuff's for crazy, right? <laughs> I uh, saw a Best Buy commercial the other day where the, it's like, I'm going to paint it for you. It's it's very dramatic. It's black and white. The customers in black and white, the employees in black and white, except for their blue shirt, the Best Buy shirt. And the employee or the customer's like, so you're telling me I can surf the internet on my refrigerator while I'm in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> really? Can you let that sink in for a second? And then the employee's like, yeah, check out this smart refrigerator. Isn't that the most ridiculous thing ever? Like the appropriate response is like, yeah, man, <laughs> you can attach an iPad to whatever you want. <laughs> you can get a mount on Amazon. That's why we're a failing business. No? <laughs> okay. Um, I'll read a, another two random notes. Aren't all water bottles reusable? Um, I'll end you with this. I, I, I'm a middle school teacher, and so after working with kids for several years, I have come to the conclusion that I do not approve of kids doing drugs. It's a bad idea. But drugs are a great way to learn the metric system. And <laughs> that's a really important skill in the 21st century. Come on. Robots are doing everything up. No, they can measure stuff. Well, they can't sell it to their teacher. And I'll tell you, the educator discount <laughs> is really fine. <laughs> anyway, thanks for having me. Uh, I've been Brian. Thanks. Make it loud for Brian. Thank you for giving me. Hi, Brian. Uh, make it loud for your next comic, uh, Marissa Odin. That's the one right there. Make it loud for Marissa. continue the reading. Um, I'm going to read almost all of this because I wrote it this week and Aditya told me that a lot of people here uh, read stuff but it seems like you guys all pretty much have your stuff together so 
okay he says no that's cool so we'll do some reading um so i didn't do it this week but i've actually kind of come to enjoy memorizing my sets um it used to give me a lot of anxiety just repeating the same jokes over and over um and feeling like they were less funny every time but now <laughs> i actually feel pretty comfortable doing it and i think it's because adults just fucking love routines as you get to like a certain age you become um kind of like gollum with yours and <laughs> It's something way less cool, though, that you're guarding than a ring that will help you have dominion over Middle Earth. Like my mom, I'm pretty sure, would also be down to just kill a hobbit uh, if someone tried to challenge her routine of watching NCIS every Tuesday night and also NCIS New Orleans. Um, yeah, so every morning my mom gets up at the same time to drink her coffee and she's always made it the night before. And then she checks her email, and every morning my um, ex-uncle gets up and hits me up on Facebook uh, to see if I would like to play Candy Crush together. Um, I'm like, that's interesting, because I remember when I was a child, you were pretty stingy with your quarters when the ice cream truck would roll around, but now you have no problem whipping out your credit card to pay for fake desserts online. That's fine, that's fine. Um, but actually, I feel like a useful announcement for a lot of people would be that you should understand that when you choose to have an interaction with someone online, it might be a little bit less scary for you, but their core reaction to what you're doing will probably not be different. So like, imagine if my doorbell rings and I open it, uh, and it's this guy, and he's got like a stack of board games under his arm, and he's like, checkmate, bitch. I got games. We're family again now. I'm like, really, because I'm pretty sure that playing games is why you and my aunt got a divorce in the first place. Um, <laughs> Um, let's see, so while we're on the topic of weird old dudes, um, when I was growing up, people would always tell me that if a stranger tried to talk to me, I should run away. And anytime a car slowed down near me, I would always be afraid that it was like a strange old man who was gonna snatch me. Um, and I was kind of paranoid, but now I have an app that gives me peace of mind. Um, it lets me be sure that an old man is gonna pick me up in his car, and I won't know him, and he's gonna try to talk to me. And it's called Uber. And um, do you know that suspicious feeling that you would get uh, anytime that like a really hot or popular or cool girl would try to talk to you? And you would be like, I'm not really sure if you're actually being nice to me or if you want something or if there's like an evil motive here. Uh, that's how I feel every time my Uber is an older man and he gets really chatty with me. Um, I just wish I had a better grasp of what was going on. Um, I respect my elders, and I really, really value most of the interactions that I have with men who are over 65. Uh, but if the age gap between us is larger than my lifespan, I'm sorry, but it's like, <laughs> um, I think about it a little bit about, like, similar to the way that I think about my sister's uh, new puppy, where I'm like, you are the cutest little thing, and I love you, and also, if you try to hunt me, I have contacts who I could pay to cut your balls off. Um, yeah, no, I really want to believe the best of everyone. I do. Um, and I wish that we lived in a Pixar short where when you would hear that an old man was playing with himself in the park, it would be chess 100% of the time, uh, a one-man game of chess. But it's not. There are predators who look like Carl from Up, and it's confusing. Um, that's where we're at. So, no, I'm sorry. Um, I have to make jokes about old men now, though, because I'm a white lady in my mid-20s, and so in 10 years... Um, menopause is going to come into like play, menopause in my life, and I'm going to start looking like an old man. I'm going to shrivel up, um, especially if I keep wearing these glasses. So, 
got to make them while I can. Um, I had another, I had a look like joke, but I'm not going to do it because everyone's been doing those. Um, but to that point, when I was 18 years old, I was like, you know, 18, a teenager, and I was working at a restaurant, and I had a guy who came up to me, and he looked at my face under the fluorescent lights, and he was like, <laughs> I can just tell that you don't have a lot of collagen. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, you're going to age swiftly and poorly. I was like, first of all, that's hilarious. Second of all, that's so mean. Um, but it, it was hilarious. And I try to always work at least one self-deprecating joke into my sets because it is low-key the best way to steal other people's material without getting called on it. Because huh. um, every time someone has ever said something hurtful to me, I remember it uh, just so vividly. So vividly. Um, and anyways, ugh, I don't think this one's going to hit well. You guys don't laugh a lot, but that's fine. Because um, I didn't memorize these, so I can throw them away. Uh, so I'll close with a fun fact. Did you guys know that there are supposed to be less and less farmers every year? Um, that fact is... <laughs> I went to a farm recently, that's why I wrote this. Um, that fact is fun for me because no thank you to both doing manual labor in the sun and also living in the deep south. Uh, both are terrible. But yeah, a lot of careers are declining because people just aren't going into those uh, fields anymore. Uh, that's a play on words that I need to work on so it's better. But uh, we actually lost one very famous farmer just the other week. I don't know if you guys heard, um, but Taylor Swift gave up her country roots and it came out that she's really been a closeted woke person all along. Uh -huh. I'm sure it's been hard for her. She lost a lot of fans, but I, I think her family has been mostly supportive and her gay friends all uh, already knew the whole time. So anyways, that's all I have. Thank you. Make it loud for Marissa one more time. He, so Mark, I didn't sound like I was very enthusiastic. Make it loud for Marissa one more time. Ladies and gentlemen. Mark, uh, we're actually gonna we're gonna put the breakers on now and sort of we'll let the rest of the people open Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, but okay. we're gonna kind of shut it down and start it over just to get ready for the showcase that happens at eight. So, um, but the people who are left on the list, you're gonna open the showcase at eight. Oh, Lucky okay. you. That's called the comedy. I could tell you to go fuck yourselves, but I'm gonna let you open up my showcase. So, <laughs> lucky you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna play some stuff. Thank you so much for Mark Neuer for hosting the shit out of Happy Hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. And uh, stick around. We're gonna we're gonna like uh, get ready for the next show. And if you want to stay, it's a showcase, so it costs ten bucks, and it's a great donation to Mutiny Radio to keep this place alive. And it's gonna be hilarious. And we'll be right back here. Thanks again to Mark Neuer and everybody on the Happy Hour on Mutiny Radio. Five days, 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. 
people ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to MutinyRadio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. 
updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Don't, 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 don't. 